Hello, and welcome to Bridge from Nowhere. Life on the far northern edge of America. I'm Lou. And I'm Andy. Today we connect with Jamie to hear his tales of witnessing the totality. Ten by ten foot patch of floor in the gymnasium of the Southern Illinois University Rec Center where we had pitched a tent amongst many fellow eclipse chasers from all over the world. New York photographer Patrice Helmar returns to talk about how Juno life can be very different from life in the big city. Well, I mean, you don't really ever make eye contact in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Learn that the hard right. way. <laughs> Couple people following you home. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we ask a burning question about New Orleans music legend, Aaron Neville. I don't know much. I don't know. Was it much? I don't no. think that was much. I don't know how much. I know I love you. But first, let's listen to our three-way remote call-in about how pulled pork and eclipses just seem to fit right together. Bridge from nowhere, I'm Andy. I'm Lou. <laughs> Kidding me. Maybe, Lou, you go first. I, I Bridge from nowhere, everyone, I'm Andy. <laughs> and I'm Lou in Juneau, Alaska, doing a conference call because I was too goddamn lazy to come into the studio. <laughs> oh, I was wondering why you were conference calling. And I'm Jamie. And I'm in Skokie, Illinois. Just a little inside baseball. Let's describe the conference call that we just went through, setting up for one and a half an hour. Uh, <laughs> so here's how the conference call is now set up, just so you know. A little inside baseball. Um, I had to. I couldn't figure out how to do it on the board here or how to use the fancy new phone system here at the radio station. So instead, I conference called us through the miracle, which truly is a miracle, of the iPhone. But then, oh. the, and then I and then I patched that through the board, right? But the iPhone, wow. you see, the iPhone doesn't recognize that you would do that extra step of patching it through the board. So it still was picking me up on the microphone of the iPhone, and I couldn't make it stop doing that. So I wrapped it in my coat and my baseball cap, <laughs> and then and then stuck it in a bucket of water, and then stuck it in the corner, and it was still. Oh. Making an echo. So now I put it outside in the hallway <laughs> inside my coat wow. and baseball cap, and now I'm back inside the studio. So that's how we're getting to talk to wow. you, Jamie, today without an echo on the uh, on the is, phone. <laughs> that is good work. I'm still hearing a slight echo. Do you mind putting it outside the building? I'll put it out, I'm going to get a stray dog to carry it away. <laughs> you know, if you make the dog eat it, it'll be more insulated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a big dog, too. Like a furry one. Yeah, That's like all a, I could do. Uh, all I, if I can't find a dog, this radio yeah. interview won't happen. <laughs> no, that's 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 the razor's edge we walk on Bridge from Nowhere. Yeah, so, it all comes down to whether we can find a dog. <laughs> Lou and I both had amazing eclipse experiences this week in Juneau. I can't even tell you oh, how you incredible oh. it was. Jamie, it was amazing. Am I just amazing. a fool for flying south to see it? Yeah, you're an idiot. We were, there, huh? woke up bright yeah. and early. What was it, about 9 o'clock our time, Lou? Mm-mm, something like that. And, um, you know, for oh, it's amazing because, you know, you look up and you see a gray and, a, and also the rain that's hitting you in the face. And then yeah. I would say at about 9, was 15-ish or so, Lou, mm-hmm. our time, I think you're right. It was it was slightly even more dingy gray 
for yeah, a, like the, wow, like a, yeah, for like a, if you were to take a piece of white paper and put it in front of your car exhaust for maybe three minutes. <laughs> and then that sounds magnificent. Which really, it was a miracle. It felt like oh my god, I dropped to my knees. I mean, I dropped to my knees, and <laughs> and I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> and well, that's not good. Yeah, I'd drive in during the eclipse. But anyway, and then um and then it got light again and it just made you think about how small we are, truly. How the rain will never stop in Juno ever, no. ever, ever, <laughs> ever. And how, no matter how long we do. I'm never gonna get rid of this jock itch of the ass we'll, because right. I will never dry out. We will never dry out. We will never truly dry out in Juno. We will always be damp. A measure of dampness is how you measure Juno. So it made me, that was the miracle of the eclipse for me. I don't know, whatever you did down in totality, whatever the hell. Totality. All right, so let's, all kidding aside, you you went down, you ended up, you were thinking you were going to be in Carbondale, but the weather forecast wasn't so great. So send us through the day for you. What what all happened? Oh, man. All right, so so we flew into Chicago and then drove to Carbondale, Illinois, which is about five hours south of Chicago. And that is where NASA was broadcasting live from Carbondale. The Southern Illinois University had an Eclipse Comic Con. There were people in cosplay, and there were... There's a big animated R2-D2 that, like, moved around, and they had a big science fair with NASA scientists giving presentations and mini inflatable planetariums and all kinds of fun stuff. So we went and did that all day on Sunday the 20th. And then in the late afternoon of Sunday the 20th, like, a lot of clouds came rolling into Carbondale, Illinois. And my lovely wife, Jen, um, who was really the driving force for us to go do this. Um, I was into it, but she was way into it. Well, she's a scientist. For like a year. She's a scientist. She's a scientist, and I'm just a chimp. I know. (laughs) The rest of us are laymen. They should do experiments on you, chimp man. (laughs) That's a whole other show. There's enough material there for so many shows, Lou. Don't. We'll save it for episode 48. To 59. That's why sometimes there's, there's a weird maze in the kitchen when I just want to get a burrito, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's been looking forward to this forever. So the clouds start rolling in, and, you know, we got on the phones, and we're looking at the forecast, and it's like the forecast for the close was Monday the 21st, so the forecast was like mo- partly cloudy in the morning, turning to mostly cloudy by mid-afternoon, and the eclipse was at, the totality in Carbondale was at one thirty. So we were uh, we were debating and we were weighing and we we're like I don't know what we do and we had we had already procured our patch of ten by ten foot patch of floor in the gymnasium of the Southern Illinois University Rec Center where we had pitched a tent amongst many fellow Eclipse chasers from all over the world people from England Australia uh, New York yeah and there were tons of people who had just bought tents and were setting them up in the gym. And, and we're not people who've like, never set up a tent before. So Jen and I did some tent coaching. <laughs> yeah, I should have bought some in a uh, in cold yeah. tent. Yeah, I mean, there were a ton of, yeah, Coleman, you know, three-person giant tents in there. And just people just, like, opening up coals and looking at stuff. And, yeah, it was very sweet. There was a very lovely couple from New York City next to us. 
from like New York City, from the Bronx, I think. And they were just like, I've never set up a tent before in my life. How did what? What, what, what even is what this? What do you do? Yeah. You go and inside this? And then we're all just, they literally put blue tape down in 10 by 10 foot square. So you're just in your square with your tent. Um, <laughs> just right with everybody else. It was amazing, actually. You so um, stuck up a tent indoors. Yeah. Why even use a tent? Why not just, you know, put your sleeping bags down? And Some people didn't use a tent. Some people just put, like, a, yeah, a mattress pad and a sleeping bag down. I figured it would be nice to, like, have a little enclosure um, in case there were bugs in the gym. <laughs> it's really and, true um, what you're saying, Lou, is, like, even, even, if, even on a nice night, like, right, when you're normally camping, you'll put a tent up either because of bugs or because you want to get it on. But how many people are getting it on in the gym in the Carbondale University? I mean, right. Where literally I could unzip the door of my tent and reach out of my tent and touch right. Hi, Bill. the tent next to me. Oh, like, just, just me, Bill. Yeah, hey, how's it going, Sergio? Yeah, what's going on, man? Sergio. Yeah. Now the poles go through, the hooks go on the poles, man. Um, <laughs> it's just like tent city set up, which was awesome and adorable. And then, so we're, we're, we're walking around Carbondale, though, it's like five o'clock maybe on Sunday night. And finally, Jen, Jen in particular, is like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be good here. I think maybe we should run. So we start looking at maps in like the clearest part of the country, like ironically was Pacific Northwest. Which is I, where we I, first thought of going. So many yeah, friends that we but, saw, and you probably saw it on Facebook and stuff, but so many folks from here in Juneau went to Pacific Northwest and had glorious, cloudless yeah. viewings. Yeah. Early. Yeah, so we had first thought about that, but we had decided, well, Jen wanted to go to like this Carbondale NASA extravaganza astronomy nerd moot thing, which was really fun, actually. I had a good time there, yeah. Excelsior! Excelsior. And, um, but then we decided, like, all right, we're going to make a run for it. Where are we going to go? Where does the forecast look good? And we looked to the west, and the nearest was Casper, Wyoming, which was 16 hours away. And we thought, well, we could do that. And then we looked to the east, and, like, there was all these massive, or, yeah, like, massive other weather forecasts of, like, where the cloudless area is going to be. And, like, in the middle of Tennessee, looked pretty good. So we thought, well, let's head that way. So we just got in the car at, like, 5 in the evening and just left. We went into the gym. We went into the gym. 5 p.m. And just left. 5 p.m. Yeah. You you didn't hang around that On gym night. at all. Well, we, we slept there Saturday night. Oh, you went there. You were there and Saturday night. All day. I got you. Yeah, okay. we drove. We drove from we drove from Chicago to Carbondale on Saturday. Okay. Because we wanted to get in to like beat the traffic and and we wanted to be there Sunday morning for all the like science fair and Comic Con stuff. What kind of um, what kind of we did all day in Carbondale? What kind of car did you have? We had a Ford Focus. Okay. Very nice. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, Hatch, so you hatchback. So at five p.m. You, at five p.m. Yep. and you've got on what? F- you got what? Fourteen, sixteen hours till total total sixteen to, hours till, till totality. Total. Yeah, about nineteen hours till totality. All right, you pack point. up the Ford Focus. You pack up we, go in, we, we walk into the gym, we, we weave through the tent forest at the gym, and we pack up our tent, and we leave. You're out. And Did everyone you cause a panic? Like, Where are you guys going? No, we, could, we, could, we, we talked about that, and we thought, you know what, let's just 
<laughs> tell people that, that we found a better place to stay. We didn't want to, like, cause a panic. Well, you didn't want to tell you people, know? you didn't want to give people, give it away. <laughs> well, we didn't want to be like, we don't think, I mean, we were still hoping that it would work out in Carbondale, but we were like, we didn't want to take the chance. By the so way, we, I think it did work out in Carbondale. From what I read, it kind of did, but not like it did. I mean, it kind of did. Like, there were some clouds, though, I guess, for, like, a lot of the totality part. And that was from all the people visiting Carbondale, and it was just yeah, 100,000 people in Carbondale, yeah. Breath and, and, and condensed fart. And, a terrible irony. So... Yeah. I actually, I, I think it was the smoke from all the trash can fires as society slowly collapsed in Carbondale. Yes, right, as everything yeah. fell apart. So you could decide to go Everyone to Tennessee. So how long of a road trip is that? We decided we, we, were gonna, we, decided we were going to head for Greenville, South Carolina, which is about an eight-hour drive. I've been there. I and know Greenville. And we start driving. Yeah, we start driving. Bob Jones, Bob Jones University. Bob Jones University in Greenville. Oh, well, South Carolina, yeah. That I know we should have gone there. Well, yeah. I would maybe um, recommend against it, actually. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, having been there, exactly. yeah, it's not the place I'd go back. Not on my top ten no, list. No, I, 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 but yeah, I did not know Bob Jones University was there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we're we're driving down, and you know, driving that way, and it's like you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night, and. Jen keeps looking at these maps, and she's like, oh, you know what? Middle of Tennessee looks good. We should, like, stay near Knoxville or something. And then I was like, okay, like, we, there's not going to be anywhere to stay because everyone's been planning this forever. So, well, let's see if we can find a place to stay, like, near the path of, the path of totality. Yes. So Jen starts, like, looking up places in Connor, and she calls this place called Davy Crockett's Wilderness Adventure Camp. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. And, and further, Free workshops on on raccoon skinning. <laughs> yeah. We don't know nothing about us. There's a solar eclipse. What? We're doing raccoon skinning weekend. That's going to completely yeah. interfere with our raccoon skinning workshop. <laughs> so, so, Jen, you know, because she's looking online and it's like, you know, for the Super 8 outside of you know, Pig's Knuckle, Tennessee, is like $375. Hey, Pig's Knuckle. Night. Pig's Knuckle is a beautiful yeah, spot. Um, so don't, oh, yeah. Pig's Knuckle is a beautiful part of Tennessee, right yeah, in the hollow is, down there. And, um, so, so we're driving, and uh, and she finds this place, and she calls up, and this nice person answers the phone, and she's like, oh, yeah, we we made a few primitive camping sites just for the eclipse, and we saved a couple for any last-minute folks. So y'all come down, and, and you've got a place to stay. So it was like twenty bucks for ten, which was awesome. Because yeah. I was sure we were just going to sleep in the car. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to um, find a rest area and sleep in the car, um, just like my twenties. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, so we say that, and then we're like, okay, where are we? And we were in the town called Crossville, Tennessee. And we looked around, and we were in the path of totality, like completely. And there was a Crossville. Solar Eclipse viewing party at Cumberland Mountain State Park, right next door, but actually at Bear Track Golf Course, designed by Jack Nicholas at Cumberland Mountain State Park. I've heard of Bear Trap. Yeah, I've so heard of that golf Bear course. Track, that's a that's a yeah. Yeah, it's a I famous. I've heard of that. I think. And then I mean, so I've never heard of it. But how far of a drive was it from Carbondale to 
Cross Cross what is it? Crossville? Crossville, Tennessee. It was about five and a half hours. Oh, so not so bad. Tennessee. Okay. It's not so bad. So we got there at like ten thirty, put up our tent, went to sleep, got up in the morning, went to the all you can eat breakfast buffet at Davy Crockett's Wilderness Adventure Camp. Sounds amazing. Eggs, okra. <laughs> Yeah, egg, okra, half brown, and bacon, sausage, biscuits, and gravy. And a little raccoon. Good. <laughs> yes, raccoon omelet. <laughs> and then the very sweet people there were like, oh, we're, we're, we, we're fixing to watch the eclipse. We got a uh, farmer's field next door. He's going to let us go over there, so we're going to take a hayride over there, and the ladies are going to bring some pulled pork over. And we almost <laughs> stayed there, because that sounded amazing. Yeah. yeah. By the way, something I should mention... Now and frequently is that it there was it was just murder heat the whole time just oh. murderously hot like ninety four and humid in oh. Parkdale and in Tennessee just murder like relentless serial killer heat just coming after you all the time and uh, so I was sitting there thinking I'm just sitting in the sun eating pulled pork probably not just the kind of do. the kind of heat where serial murder just feels justified. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just, well, the kind of heat, I was telling Jen, like, the kind of heat that just is trying to murder you, and it will never stop. So you have to, like, you can't let your guard down. Yeah, you got to keep, just, yeah, like, keep up the defenses. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so but then we, but we found this Crossville, you know, solar eclipse viewing party, so we went there, and it was on what I think is probably the driving range of this golf course. It was a huge open space right in this kind of golf course national park area or state park area big open space and like a huge field and there were a bunch of people there but um there's a stage and there were kind of musicians and stuff playing but it was like a lot of just empty space in the back of this field so we kind of went like a ways away from other people and um brought our tent to the the old tin tent did yeah yes we did and uh jen brought her telescope and set that up and we had all the space like nobody probably 20 yards in any direction, which is actually really great. Um, I thought we lucked out compared to Carbondale. Yeah, I totally think so. Like, in Carbondale, we were going to be, we had tickets for the football stadium. And, like, I was seeing pictures of that, and it was like, you had to, like, wait in line for two hours to get in, and, like, oh, it was going to be crowded in Carbondale. So um, this sounded great, actually. I mean, this looked great. We got there, we set up. I brought my inflatable green backcountry hammock couch thing. Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a great picture. I'll send it to you guys of me in the hammock with my eclipse glasses on, just watching the eclipse. You know what? Jen, you... Jen already sent it to me. Oh, did she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's good. resplendent. Oh. Yeah. So when when Jamie fills this thing, when he fills up this thing, he's got to run, and it catches the air, and then you hurry up and close it. It's like a giant dry bag or something, but uh, every once in a while, he falls down. Did you fall down this time? <laughs> I did not fall down this time, but what happened this time was it was murder hot. <laughs> I had to run, like, kind of sprint, like, you know, a good 15 yards, and he starts to, I was just sweating oh, bullets by the time I got it filled up. <laughs> oh, God. Did you just fill it with sweat? You had a water bed. Yeah, I just rung out. Well, then it's just vinyl, so then I laid on it, and it was sweaty, laying on this, like, parachute-y, vinyl-y material. It's sticky. Um, when can I lay on we it? Get there, we get all... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get there, we get all set up, and it's still kind of partly cloudy. Like, it's not bad, but there's still some big, puffy clouds. And, you know, we're watching them and, and just 
you know, Jen in particular is just like watching the clouds, like which way they're going, and right there's the sun, and like it was beautiful, sunny, and then right it like starts like we're looking at the sun, and and the guy gets on, and he's like, all right, y'all, put on your eclipse glasses, and you know, put them on, and. And you start to see, like, the little black thing come across the sun to make the sun start to look like Pac-Man a little bit. That's a and called, then, like, a cloud it's called, over. It's called the moon. Yeah, oh, the moon. Yeah, yeah the little black right, things. Right, the moon. I remember, I've got it. Okay, so... I'm not a scientist. So yeah. the moon starts coming over, and then a cloud? And then a cloud comes across. Cliffhanger! We'll find out if Jamie really got to see the totality in just a few minutes. assume Aaron Neville made a good amount of money from Think his so. music. Oh, yeah. Why did he not ever remove <laughs> the large Maybe he did. I mole seen a, on his head? I haven't seen a recent... Is he alive? Because I can't... When you see a photo of him, you don't see Aaron Neville. You just see that mole. You see Aaron Neville's giant apple-sized mole. Maybe it was a dangerous procedure or something. Hmm. It's maybe, right above his eye. Maybe that was actually Aaron Neville. <laughs> and that was his source of his singing power. And he just found a husk that he could be the host of <laughs> yes. to walk around. <laughs> I don't know much. That's why it sounded so weird, too. Just... <laughs> Coming out of that mole. <laughs> <laughs> Photographer and Columbia professor Patrice Helmar returns to talk about life in the Big Apple. We're back, Bridge from Nowhere. Lou and I are here with Patrice Helmar, who uh, is uh, born and raised in Juneau, but uh, lives in New York City now. You live in uh, Queens now. 
I live in the in the best borough. Yeah, is it? It's pretty great. Why is that the best borough? Well, a lot of really incredible music has come out of Queens in terms of like hip hop. Like Queen, I've always loved Queen. <laughs> They're not really from Queens. They are not. They're it's British, true. actually. But Run DMC sure is from a, Queens. A tribe called Quest. Yeah. Nas, right? It's called the World's Borough, which I think is really accurate because it, there's so many different people living. It's such a mixed borough. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. What's what's what? Describe the kind of place you live in. Is it a building? Is it like a row house? I Is live it in a, a van. <laughs> <laughs> Down Always by mobile. a river. Always mobile. <laughs> uh, I live in a brownstone, and I live in a garden apartment. Um, what's a garden apartment? It means that I'm on the ground floor of the brownstone, so my bedroom door opens up into a garden which is really oh, pretty really great. nice yeah and fancy yeah you guys have you guys are the only ones with the access to the backyard essentially we are yeah right. now as cool. an Alaskan did you bring plants to grow did you just cover it in chocolate lilies <laughs> <laughs> I love skunk the cabbage. smell of home yeah, yeah. skunk cabbage <laughs> right Yes, I've landscaped <laughs> dead fish in the mm-hmm. fall, right? Yeah, I'm going to bring right. some some uh, dog salmon with me. It's good for the soil. Just so I feel like I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So, and you yeah. like it better. You've lived in where have you lived? You lived in the Bronx? I lived in the Bronx for a couple of years, which I really liked a lot. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of my friends live in Brooklyn and Queens, so it's better for me socially to live. And you never really you never really looked into living in Manhattan. I lived in Manhattan for the first 2 years when I was going to grad school. Oh, okay. I lived on the Upper West Side, which was awesome. But it's so expensive. Yeah. I mean, the thing about New York City is that that it's unless you have a trust fund or you're a bazillionaire, you really can't live in Manhattan or Brooklyn right now. Brooklyn, the real estate in some parts is more expensive than Manhattan. Yeah, so it's gone incredible. Yeah. It's really um it's really interesting. It's not the world of Seinfeld anymore up on the upper west side. I mean it's <laughs> No, well I you know, I think Seinfeld, those guys were doing all right. That's maybe what we don't know as Alaskans is that like a whole like, other world in, exists guess, in Manhattan, yeah. right? Well, I, I always thought like, well, those characters, I mean, Seinfeld was playing like a stand-up comic. So mm-hmm. he was probably doing – but like Kramer wasn't doing anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there was a mailman living right. down the street, right. you know, hallway. And it's like, well, that that's probably not what's happening at that apartment block on the Upper West Side anymore, right? Probably not. Yeah. But, you know, traditionally the Upper West Side um, – it's a lot of rent control apartments. Yeah. It's a large Jewish community. So families will, you know, um, pass on their apartment. So somebody like Kramer is like a very feasible everyday yeah. character in the Upper West Side. I mean, there's like 10 Kramers walking down the street <laughs> right now from yeah. 120th to like, I don't know, uh, Zabar's on 79th. You know what I mean? All right. They're probably like millionaires. Yeah. They're just zany. My sister was in a rent controlled Upper East Side apartment for many for twenty five years. Yeah. And um but so so yeah, there I saw that some, saw that kind of world. Upper East Side is I think a little more established ritzy than the Upper West Side. At least yeah, it was tradi- then. Traditionally. But, yeah. But I think it's all like you say, it's a little bit unattainable now for someone who wants to move to the big apple. Yeah, it's you're just not different. gonna probably live in Manhattan. You get a smaller <laughs> space. If you're all right living in a shoebox, right? If it, if the book 
Harry Potter <laughs> inspires your living, you know, your hopes and dreams in terms of right, living under living a staircase. Under staircase. Yes. <laughs> you might want to move to Manhattan. Well, um, how did you decide on that? You ended up going to Manhattan because you went to school in Columbia, at Columbia, right? Yeah. And so, how did you decide on going to school there? I you were you did a lot before you went there. I did. Yeah. I had a whole other life, and I was an adult. By the time I got to New York City, which is probably a good thing, um, I did a workshop with Mary Ellen Mark, who was uh, a world famous photographer, and um, that was a game changer. Uh, I was a public school teacher here in Juneau, which was fabulous. Um, but I'd always wanted to live in the city, and I had this body of work that I'd made with Mary Ellen. Um, as an editor and a mentor, and I applied to grad schools on the East Coast with that, really not thinking that anything was going to happen. Um, you know, and I just was recently married, and I told Matt, uh, my husband, like, well, I'm going to apply to these schools, but I don't think I'll get in because there's like a 2% acceptance rate. Um, and I got into a few schools, some that were fully funded, which was really exciting. Um, and then I got a really wonderful scholarship for Columbia that I just like couldn't turn down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like, all right. There you go. Really yeah. fascinating to kind of – you were in your – at least your late 20s when I you was did 31 that. 31. 31, yeah. yeah. So it really is a whole mm-hmm. – and it's switching gears. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then taking on this whole thing of as an adult who has to fend for yourself, okay, now I'm going to go to school and kind of probably have limited income for a while, right? Well, I think I've always been living with limited income. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But as a school teacher, you had a livable wage, right? I mean, Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, it was a a wage. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's just a – that's a risk. It must have been pretty frightening, I would think. Yeah, I think um, anything worth doing is probably a little scary and – is a risk. Yeah. Anything that's like could majorly improve your life or the opposite, right? So when you come back to <laughs> Juno now, are there things that you see now that you just think are really pretty funny about Juno that you kind of maybe didn't even have that perspective before? Mm. Or weird or different? Or? I think there's things I appreciate a lot more. I don't know if I think the things that I think are weird um, – there's just things that I recognize in myself as being uniquely Alaskan that I really um, – I don't know that I respect about myself and other Alaskans, right? There's a politeness. Um, We're like frontier Canadians. Kind of. <laughs> I mean the first week and a half that I lived in Manhattan, I lost my voice because it was so loud and I was talking at a normal Alaskan level of like communication and people like, what? You know, if, when I was ordering a cup of coffee, people would get mad at me. Be like, look, you just got to tell me what you want. I'd be like, I want a cup, just a small <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> Spit it out. Drip coffee, come on, next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to have two and over, got to have two and over. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go, let's go. What do you want? So I like lost my voice. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm like this, I'm like a really good blend of New York and Alaska now where it's taught it's taught me a lot living in the city as well about what I don't have to engage in or what I don't have to do. So that's been pretty cool yeah. too. Yeah. No, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, I mean, you don't really ever make eye contact in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Learn that the hard right. way. <laughs> <laughs> a couple people following you home. Yeah, I that. know. <laughs> 
what are you looking at? Um, and uh, I do that. I find myself doing yeah. that. When where you, you just kind of like walking down the street, just hey, how's hey, it going? Hey, hey, how's it going? Pretty soon, pretty soon you're like, I'm no, sorry. It takes you like a day to calm down, <laughs> right? right? And you're like, oh, this is I'm being awkward. Yeah, this is this is exhausting. I'm waving at everyone. So, here's an example. So today I was walking Dolly, and I was in Cope Park, right? Which is fabulous. It's all brand new looking and great. And um, there's this person that tried to say hi to me that's a total weirdo, right? And I've seen them around for years and years and years. And normally I would suffer through it and say hi because it's Juno. Sure. And I just decided to be New York about it. (laughs) And they tried to stop and chat and I just kept walking. (laughs) (laughs) Must have felt amazing. It was good. What's that like? (laughs) Until, until you reached a turnstile, and then yeah, yeah and then I was stuck. I was stuck. Turnstiles again. Not to say that I'm being rude, but just like it's okay not to like. You don't have to talk to everybody. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. They'll, they'll live. Yeah, they'll live. It'll they'll be, be okay. They'll be fine. They, they will just yeah. seethe for <laughs> 14 years and not forget about it. Right, but and then tell their maybe, family, or like maybe if, not. Like if somebody really is like a weirdo. And I'm not saying that. I'm not in a judgy yeah, way. But just you don't you don't have time at, at that minute. Or, or whatever, yeah, right. And everybody else in town knows that. I I just wanted to pet your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd well, you so, do that I'm to Louis? He's, he's still upset. It's awkward because now we're sitting next to each other. <laughs> Didn't know you were on this podcast. <laughs> Thanks Hi, a lot, Andy. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? That makes me That's sound nice like such a jerk. Dog. I don't think it does at all because it's yeah. totally just New York. Because in New yeah. York, of course, that's not that's not oh I oh I've run into one of the ten weirdos today. It's I ran into ten weirdos in five minutes, or just ten people who are in a different plane of existence than right, you, and right. and they don't really have anything to engage with you on, but you could engage them all, and yeah. you'd be there for a half hour. And I think the other thing yeah. that I learned is that not. At, like my mentor is from Brooklyn. Like he's a hardcore Brooklynite. He's amazing. He's just like no nonsense. He's like, we don't have to talk about the weather. Like, you know, how are you really doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. let's get to something real. And I think a lot of time we ha- and in Juno we have these conversations that are just we're exchanging niceties a lot of the time, and we're not. I mean, not always. There's a lot of really wonderful things about our community, but there's times where I don't like you. <laughs> You don't like me. Let's. But we've been having the same damn yeah. conversation for twenty five years. Let's not pretend. So anymore. let's just yeah, right. let's, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, that's just that's small towns, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's maybe Juno is a real personification of that, or a real yeah. good example of it. But it is sort of that. You know, like when you mentioned small talk. Well, small talk right. is that thing that then gets people to. Oh, well, did you hear this thing happened? Yep. You know, so you start off saying, oh, you've been traveling. Oh, what have you been doing? Oh. And then it gets down to, oh, this thing happened. And then there's real news or there's real something to. Yeah. But you're right. It's kind of funny that we we and Juno do this thing where we've perpetuated these long, drawn out discussions it's with like, people we don't really need to what, be. Doing. What do you really want? What do you want to know? What are we? What's the? What are we trying to get down to? <laughs> you know, and I, what some of my least favorite conversations are people like, "Oh, so are you back now?" And it's like, "I'm back every summer. Like I'm still part of this community. Like 
I'm bi-coastal. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking more here on Bridge from Nowhere in just a minute. Turn now to Jamie's tale of seeing the total eclipse of the sun. Or did he? Dun dun dun. So the yeah. moon starts coming over and then a cloud? And then a cloud comes across. And it was just like, oh man. But you know, it's like the whole thing took like well, I think like it's called first contact when you first see the moon touch the sun at all. And then from there it's like more than an hour until there's totality. So it takes a while for this moon to like come across. So the moon makes first contact and then there's like a cloud for a while and then you can kind of see the sun occasionally through the cloud. These other clouds kind of around and we're looking like, man, maybe this isn't going to work. Maybe we're fools. And then right about, I would say probably like, you know, we keep kind of seeing the sun and it comes out again for a while and the moon is farther across and, and it looks awesome like already. It's just amazing. You see like the crescent sun, right? Um, it's really wild to see. And then there's one more cloud, and then we're starting to worry. And then I would say, like, 15 minutes before, like, the moment of totality or whatever, suddenly, like, all the clouds were just kind of gone. It was just blue sky up near the sun. So then you're just watching the moon, like, come across the, the sun, and it gets to the end, and there's those little, like, it starts to look like a string of beads, and they're really, like, these beautiful, bright orange well, beads, well, like, all the way well, around the sky. <laughs> Like, do you have any guesses? Luke? Towards the bottom, like glass. Towards the bottom of the sun. There's Pearl. beads. <laughs> do they call them Bailey's beads? They do call them Bailey's beads. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's caused by the contours. Of it's a wonderful life. It's caused by the contours of the moon having mountainous kind of contours. Like Whoa. it was. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, they were amazing. It looked like a string of beads, and, and you could kind of, like, you could see as the moon gets more and more, like, across the sun, you can kind of make out more, like, like the shape of the moon, which was cool, you know, to see. And then, um, so this, these are, like, that was kind of the part that I was really looking forward to the most, in a way, because I hadn't really looked into this that much. And so, like, the moon's coming across, and you see Bailey's beads, and then, like, it covered the sun. And then you can take your eclipse glasses off, and just look at it, and it was just, I mean, yeah, it was just one of the, it was amazing. <laughs> it looked like this big black ball in the sky with just white fire, like, burning, 
off of it all over. There's like these big like spikes and peaks and and uh like contours. Almost like almost kinda like tiny not tiny, almost like little aurora coming off the sun in a way. Um, but just white. And it's burning for two and a half minutes and it got dark. And like all the planets came out, like did Mars get, and did Jupiter. It get, did it get cooler? Oh yeah, it got like twenty five degrees cooler easily. <laughs> yeah, thank God. And then you saw the start going. Um, no, but all the birds like disappeared. The birds like were that were flying around were gone. And all the insects were were gone and, and um near the end of the totality the crickets and cicadas started up. Like that shing 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 shing, that like ringing southern oh, night. Man, I thought they started I thought up. they were embarrassed afterwards. Oh, oh <laughs> Yeah, and then like <laughs> they didn't do it for very long and then <laughs> But it was I mean it was it was just that was really funny actually. Yeah. They started up for like fifteen seconds and then the sun oh, popped yo, through the other yo, side and started breaking and they, they shut it down and knock it off. Knock it off. It's a false yeah. alarm. Oh son of a bitch, they're gonna find us. False yeah. alarm. Yeah. Um <laughs> Tons of snakes came out. No, but I was worried <laughs> about that, actually. The, the people watching this, how many actually watched it, and kind of what percentage of people watched everything through their phone, as people do these days now? Um, I don't I don't know. Um, we were kind of far away from a lot of other people, mm-hmm. um, and I actually didn't really watch them that much. Uh, but it seemed like, I mean, a lot of people were just, Looking up and like people were cheering and like hollering and when the when the totality came when really I mean like when you when you're looking at it through these eclipse glasses which means you can stare at the sun and that's all you can see you can't see anything else but the sun when you're staring at these everything else is just blacked out and then when you take them off and you can see the big burning black ball in the sky with like the white fire the corona of the sun like all the coronal ejections I think they're called. Um, and you look around and it's dark and uh, people are cheering and and uh, yeah and then you just and then for two and a half minutes we got to see this so it's just up there and you just get to look at it um, it was really I mean it was really moving <laughs> like I mean I I you know got very emotional why why do you think like, that why really, do you think that is I mean I've heard that from other people that it's this moving emotional and of course there's lots of people out there that build their lives around chasing solar eclipses so what having experienced now having experienced this now what what what's your insight on what that emotion is what are you tapping into that's emotional about that we you know it's going to happen right you know it's going to happen you've seen all the pictures you know what to expect and yet i think it's the bailey's beads (laughs) it's bailey's beads (laughs) (laughs) um you know, I think part of it for me was I, I hadn't quite looked at all the pictures, so I didn't expect... I mean, it's it's unbelievably beautiful, I think. It's just really one of the more beautiful things I've ever seen to start. And I did not expect... I kind of thought it would be just like a, a black ball with like a little white ring around it, and it's just like like on fire. And that was amazing and beautiful. And it just it gets dark and all of that is really beautiful. But, you know, I mean, I think the things that people say, like you, you do... You do kind of, it's this profound feeling of like, man, there are significant cosmic things happening right now, and I'm just this little person here getting a chance to see it, you know, um, and experience it and kind of like thinking about how you fit in or something. I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a, you feel, I felt, you feel kind of 
small, but not in a bad way, you know? Like, just, like, a, there's a big thing going on, and here I am getting to see it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And it was, I mean, it's, 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 I've looked at pictures since, and it's, to see it live and to see it, like, moving and spiking and flaming and all that is just so much more amazing to see than any picture I've ever seen of it. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it felt like, yeah, I don't know. I felt like everything was 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 good, you know. And like I don't know, things that I worry about. I was like, why do I worry about the stuff I worry about? You know, I was thinking about it later. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It's just it was really profound. It's hard. I'm not really expressing it well, but yeah. No, you're doing great. No, <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. But uh, I, we can okay. pretend. Oh, Dave, no. Andy and I can pretend we know what you're talking about. Ah, uh-huh. yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, the thing. Yeah. The fun. Yeah, it was it was cool sun. to like hear other people cheer, and um, I don't know if it taps into some like you know primal emotion or something, but yeah, just to feel I don't know, you could feel the notion of like I'm on a spinning ball that spins around another ball that has a ball spinning around it. You know, it's just like it's I don't know, it's a definite shift in your perspective for sure, and um, and it really is just just spectacular to see. Um, so yeah, it was, I mean, I'm going to the next one. I'll tell you that. You're in. <laughs> yeah, you're doing I'm, it. I'm in now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing it. Oh, you're yeah. one of those now. <laughs> I'm going to become one of those. I think so. Yeah. And, um, I was, I was surprised at how beautiful it was and kind of surprised at how emotional I was. But I think, um, that's something that happens to a lot of people too. Well, so speaking of people, what tell me about some of the interesting people you saw during this uh, quest to the totality. <laughs> um, well, uh, it was fun to watch it in Tennessee, actually, unexpectedly. It was just funny because we got there like we got there early. We, like, we got to get a spot and let's just get settled. And we were there for like you know an hour and a half before anything started, and like three hours before totality. So they just had like some bands playing. They were actually really good. Some musicians from Nashville. And then they had like the local animal wrangler guy got up on stage to do a program for the kids. And so they were far away and we weren't really watching the stage. <laughs> we couldn't really see what was going on, but we could still hear it. And see this guy going, all right, kids, anybody know what this is? That's right. This is a Burmese python. <laughs> walking around with it. What? Keeping the kids. <laughs> okay. You know what I got over here, kids? This is a fruit bat. <laughs> Yeah. Important question: How was the uh, pulled pork? Uh, it was too hot for me to eat pulled pork. What? Because it was murder hot out. Yeah, I couldn't eat any pulled pork. I didn't think any temperature was too hot to eat pulled pork. Turns out that ninety-four degrees is too hot for me to eat pulled pork. Hmm. Yeah, well, no, I, we, we actually didn't go. We didn't go to the one that had the pulled pork. We went to the other one. Oh, oh, this one we, Yeah, we did not end up going to Davy Crockett's Adventure Wilderness Camps Eclipse event. We went to the Cumberland Mountain State Park slash golf course event. So they did had. You, they did had, you like, think about not pork. going to an event? Like, did you think about just. Let's we did just... for a little bit. We talked about it because we were in, you know, it, it, we actually. When we got to Crossville, Tennessee, we realized, like, this is a pretty remote place. Like, this is just farm country. And we could go wherever we want. We were, like, right in the middle of the path of totality. And we talked about it. But um, Jen, in particular, 
really wanted to kind of be around some other people, which I thought was interesting. She's not necessarily Why? the most. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I don't I know. Wouldn't. She just kind of she wanted to share it with some other folks. But but then the thing was, we got there and we were twenty five yards at least from any other person. But so you know, like we were in Jen crowd, really. Jen posted a video on Facebook. And you could definitely hear yeah. everyone. I mean, it sounded like a... F- oh, yeah, you can hear people. It yeah, sounded yeah. like a field full of people, right? Yeah. And, but, I mean, they were, but, you know, yeah. I kind of... I didn't mind the cheering, actually. It was kind of neat, I thought. Yeah, yeah I'm, you know. it wasn't objectionable, you know, but it just was like, well, there's people around, which is fine. I mean, yeah. any, there are people around, Were there any dogs all. barking when it happened? Uh, I didn't hear any of that, actually. There weren't any dogs out there that I saw. Oh, um, no dogs. Mm, I didn't hear any dogs barking. Yeah. Yeah. No, no dogs. I don't know what to make of that. Um, yeah. Uh, so she kind of wanted to be around people. I was, I was, I was happy, I think, not to be like in a football stadium in a lot of ways. You know, that would have been. That didn't sound like, great to me. I was thinking that wasn't going to yeah. be so great, but maybe it was great. Well, and the thing was, we were going to, if we had stayed in Carbondale, there was also the, on the practice football field, they, were, they had a space where you could set up telescopes. Oh, um, so that's where we were going to go because Jen brought her telescope, which was the other thing. So she had that out, and um, she didn't have it on the sun for the totality, but she did have it on the sun for some of the partial stuff, and it was really cool to just she had a solar filter on there so we could look directly at the sun through her telescope, and like you could see you could see some of the contours of the edge of the moon and stuff as it was moving across. Wow. The sun through her telescope, and so that was now um, we yeah. have a lunar eclipse coming up in January here in June. Oh, really? Big deal, I believe. So what? And it makes it makes the moon look kind of rusty, orangish, fiery red. I mean, and the, the solar red. eclipse is interesting, but the lunar eclipse really. That's you should a, see that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You ain't seen nothing. Yeah, just imagine a moon. <laughs> it's like a moon. It's like it. the moon. It's exactly like the moon, except it's a little bit orange. It's amazing. It's like orange. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm going I'm to be an eclipse chaser now. There is one. I mean, there's another one. There's another solar eclipse in 2024 that goes through the continental United States again. Um, if if it is and still, then there's one in it 20, is, if it is still considered the United States in 2024. That's true. That's yeah. true. I shouldn't make assumptions. We have n- completely um, broken down our fabric of society. Yeah, and then yes, and then in 2033, there's one that's going to pass through Barrow and Nome, I think. In like it's Arctic. 2023, earlier than the other 2033. one. 2033. Oh, 2033. No, I'll be dead. Yeah, it's like a, it's I will a, be long a, gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were these like wistful. This one massive scientist, this lovely older woman, um, was giving her presentation and talking about how she really hoped it was going to be big because she does all these experiments on how light scatters from the sun, and this was like a huge opportunity. She had like coordinated to set up 85 telescopes across the path of totality to take measurements. And she said this thing. She says, I'm getting old now. I hope I'm still alive in 2024. But this might be my last one. It's really like a weird... That's amazing. Actually, I've been hearing that from scientists, all these scientists that have been doing the Saturn... Is it the Cassini satellite? Yeah, Cassini, yeah. And yeah. and there's a I, you know you know they've been doing this since like 1980 something right so they've dedicated like 40 30 40 
years of their lives to this crazy thing with the satellites flying out towards Saturn and going to the moons, and then they're going to crash it. Yeah. So they're going to crash it into the atmosphere of Saturn, and as it plunges into the atmosphere of Saturn, it'll give us our most amazing readings of a, of a, of a you know of Saturn and of the cloud structure and all that stuff in Saturn. And then so yeah, these, no, they had they had some like posters and stuff about that. It's like yeah. a huge thing right now. So the scientists, a few of the scientists were interviewed. I heard uh, in the last couple of days, and they were like, "Well." It's going to be a relief. Like, I haven't gone on vacation in 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) What am I going to do with myself? Well, that was sort of what it was. I mean, they're partly they were saying that they're going to actually grieve. You know, I mean, like, it's really, it's just been this all encompassing presence in our life for many years. But it's interesting to think about these scientists who work on these time scales that are massive. And so they can do these things. Discoveries, they can study something, but they know the next great event's going to happen long after they have any chance of being alive, you know, or. Yeah, of ever seeing what's going to happen. Right. It's interesting. Yeah, or even like, I mean, the one I thought of was this woman was talking about, she was in Carbondale, and from what I heard from Carbondale, and there were so many people there, like, I guess from the stadium, um, they only got like 10 seconds of the two and a half minutes of totality or something like that, just at the very end because of cloud cover. So I just thought, like, all these scientists who'd, like, been planning this for five years and then just doesn't, they don't get to see it. That's that's, that's it. All the the carbon they emitted into the atmosphere to get there will just obscure the next one. (laughs) No, it'll amplify it. That's probably true. It'll make it look better. Yeah, it'll make it look amazing. Yeah. It'll be like a sunset over Gary, Indiana, man. Yeah, beautiful beautiful. red. Yeah, Yeah, just orange. Purple, yeah. I say pump it up um, there, man. Get it nice and red. Beautiful. Well, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, so. there's no sunset like <laughs> yeah. a smog sunset, man. They're the best. No. Well, They're Jamie, th- thank you for the quick 42-minute report on the uh, eclipse here. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I can't recommend it enough, actually. I was not a person... Like, I honestly probably wouldn't have gone... Except that generally wanted to go. Like, I wasn't, like, opposed to it or anything, but it was just sort of like, yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. I guess we could do that. Um, and I can't. It was really awesome. It's really one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And Yeah. Um, you've seen a I'm, lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've seen so much. Yeah. God. Was Good, it bad. Let me ask life. you this. Was it, was it one of the most yeah. shocking things you've ever seen in your life? <laughs> <laughs> It was one of the it was one of the most positively shocking. Okay. Things I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've seen so uh, many. Yeah. Let's well, not. Negative this is not the you show know, for so that. Negative <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Yeah, well, um, thanks for calling in and reporting. Where are you now? You're up in. Uh, are you in Minnesota? Or? I'm in, now I'm in Skokie, Illinois tonight at my friend Titi's house. Uh, my old college friend. Um, I passed through Chicago today. Went to Harold's Fried Chicken Shack. Oh, you did! You drove you around the city, bastard. Yes. Oh, I oh. sure did. So good. What'd you have? Felt like a good post eclipse snack. I had a quarter white with everything and some chicken nuggets with everything. Oh man, <laughs> I enjoyed white. that. Bring them back, will you? Oh, I, I enjoyed Harold's when I was there. Oh it's man, so good, and it's so 
restaurant smelling. I think I might have violated the terms of my rental agreement by having that in my car. <laughs> Potent, man. Yeah. Had some hairs, went to a Cubs game. The good people at really Avis fun. are hopefully not listening. <laughs> yeah, the good people at Alamo are going to be like, well, oh, how are we going to get this smell out of here? Yeah. Oh, my God. Another one went to Harold's. So you went to a Cubs Although game. They're also gonna yeah. Have to deal with yeah, I went to a Cubs game. The good people at Alamo are also going to have to deal with the smell of the drive back from Crossville, Tennessee to Chicago was very long because of massive, massive eclipse traffic. Oh, like sure. un- unbelievable eclipse traffic. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have to deal with that. Also, the smell of just me in the car for twelve hours. Yeah. After oh. being out in the ninety-four degree sun for hours, <laughs> watching just staring at the sun, sitting on my couch. Jen just walked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it was quicker for a while. Yeah, also, I'm out of yeah. here. I am not with you on yeah, this. Yeah, this is, this, oof, this is so terrible. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yes. Well, all right, Jamie, thanks so much for calling in, man. That's the Eclipse, Eclipse Report here. Eclipse on... Report, yes. <laughs> um, You're man yes, in the field. News. Literally, man out, in, man the, in, the out in a field. <laughs> <laughs> Out in a field in Crossville, Tennessee, y'all. All right. That's Bridge from Nowhere. Thanks. Yeah. That's it for our show today. Thanks to our guest today, Patrice Helmar, and thanks to Jamie and Jen for calling in from the shadow of the moon. Thanks to our house band playing all original music. George Kuhar and Steve Nelson are Coolson. Sorry, guys, that's the lamest band name in the world, but Andy made it up. I made it up, so I like it. Thanks to KTOO and Alaska Robotics. For more information on Bridge from Nowhere and for all our shows, go to our website at bridgefromnowhere.com or iTunes, Stitcher, and, of course, Napster. And when you listen, please subscribe and comment and link to our page, Somehow that helps. That's it from us today. That's it from us today. The bridge is out. Let's. 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 Let's.